It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here back again in studio with my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone. And by in studio, we mean sitting at her kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> Our makeshift studio. Yeah. Our makeshift studio, but yeah. we are making it work. We're happy to be back together finally in Ithaca. And yeah, we are super excited to get into this episode obviously we had hometowns this week so there is a lot to talk about and at the end of our recap you will hear another special interview we got to talk with olivia creedy and she was amazing um we had a really great time speaking with her and we want to thank her so much for being on the show and we hope you guys enjoy it it was very i feel like raw and just authentic Mm -hmm. and like a very different perspective i think than we've had from like past people we've talked to yeah for sure especially because she was portrayed as the villain and obviously we'll get into that when we talk to her but I just feel like when you're portrayed as the villain you come out of the show with a very different perspective than people with like different edits right exactly she she definitely got more of a shit edit than other people and she kind of paid for that like after the show Mm -hmm. so you guys will hear it and we hope you enjoy it but without further ado what did you think about this episode um I thought it was boring. <laughs> see, I see, I really liked this episode, and so many people said that to me. Like, no, that like it was so boring. I don't know. I felt what, like what made you like it so much? I think I I was just happy to finally get rid of the drama. Like, I was like, finally we can see him like have these relationships with these women, and for some of them, we haven't seen him interact on like a one on one with them in a while. Like, yeah. I mean, for Brie, he hadn't had one since the beginning with That's her. True, and. even with Michelle and Rachel I mean yeah we saw Serena just had a one-on-one but I just was like happy to see him um continue to develop these relationships and kind of understand like where his head is at because for so long it's been all about the drama yeah I don't know I thought that none of them none of the hometowns really stood out to me like I still just don't know who he's into that much because obviously we'll talk about it later with Serena P but clearly it seems like he liked her the most and I didn't get that whatsoever I I was confused I was confused about that too and like I would I just felt so taken aback that he was so taken aback like he really was just like silent and you know just kind of like very surprised that she left and I'm like have we been like experiencing the same thing because like she was super not into you during that last one-on-one so like I did not find that as a surprise that she was like I gotta get out of here no she definitely got the ick last week 100% and so I was like wait why is he surprised and then at the same time I felt like I don't know that things weren't as great with him and Michelle or like him and Brie like I felt like it wasn't as like exciting and like intimate I don't know so I I did at some points feel like hmm maybe I'm like not so keen on Matt like I kind of got that vibe of like maybe he isn't all that great yeah I I mean he's beautiful so yeah (laughs) and I still love him (laughs) that's great and all that um yeah I think like in the beginning of the season I really really liked him for the way he was able to handle all of these unconventional scenarios I guess like with the new women and then the whole bullying thing it's just like he handled himself really well but now that we're getting to more of the intimate conversations I'm like 
he's kind of awkward and he kind of doesn't I feel like he doesn't know how to talk to girls like he doesn't have a lot of game yeah no 100% (laughs) I think that he I don't know if it's because of the cameras or like what it is he seems like a fun guy Mm -hmm. but sometimes it does kind of come off that like awkward yeah and I'm like why is it awkward it shouldn't be awkward you've been dating these girls for like six weeks now yeah yeah I see what you're saying yeah and I feel like Matt is definitely a catch but I feel like he doesn't lean into it that much I don't know I think this experience is really like getting to him in general. And I think we kind of saw that in the beginning when he was so, so nervous. Mm -hmm. And now when it's kind of coming down to like, shit, I need to make that final decision. I think he is kind of holding himself back a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do agree with you. And and maybe it's because he hasn't been through this process. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But (sighs) yeah, we'll just have to see. He's just so, so beautiful. (laughs) all right and on that note should we hop into the episode maddie's just taken back by his i just really he's so beautiful he's beauty his grace he's bachelor united states (laughs) (laughs) spitting bars over here yeah (laughs) Um, before we get into it though can we just say that matt is definitely 100 percent sponsored by peloton 100 percent. this just confirmed it i said it again this when we were watching it i'm like this fucking peloton sponsorship y'all like what is going on here do you think it's the show or do you think it's him that's sponsored great question i don't know i don't know because Mm. he, he i think he had the peloton before he went on the show but like, why would the show, hi- like, I know he likes to work out, but, like, why would the show, like, zoom in on the logo and shit? Like, I just, I think they made, like, a brand deal or something. <laughs> no, 100%. Like, he, there is some sort of brand deal. They are making money off of Peloton. Peloton is making money off of them. For sure. 100%. But, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I was like, here we go again. Matt's working out on his Peloton. Like, they showed a full-blown workout session, not just, like, a few clips. It was, like, him with the dumbbells, him on the bike, him doing crunches. I was like, okay, we got a workout routine. Right. Like, <laughs> you trying to invite me to come work yeah, out? Yeah, <laughs> like, we're, we're all in. We're, we're down. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, but, yeah, I think... Anywho, anywho, we digress a million times so much. So Michelle, 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 Michelle. Yeah. What did you think of the one on one? I really like Michelle. I mean, I don't think she's going to be his top pick. Same. But she's going to get her heart broken. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She's just so sweet. And I just I loved her. She was my favorite. I think just in terms of like what they did, it really got to show her personality and, and like she was more vulnerable I think I really liked when they were talking to her students that, that was, was cute that was really cute yeah the only thing that I wasn't so keen about was like Matt was laughing way too hard yeah when every kid asked a question he acted <laughs> like it yeah he literally acted like it was the funniest thing he had ever heard and I was like bro that wasn't even a funny question like you need to calm down no his laugh is just it's it's loud it's real loud and i just was like um that that just like didn't warrant that type of reaction no. but maybe he's used to it because of like his abc 
food world right world he's good with kids right so maybe yeah. he just like over embellishes because of his kids and like it's over zoom but right you could tell like how happy it made michelle to see yeah. him with the kids it was so freaking sweet i that was my favorite part for sure and i also was laughing because at the end of the episode when they showed the bloopers of him and michelle on the so bikes, good i was like this man is a clown like, literally he really is a clown and he <laughs> loves to do shit of like oh like uh, i'm like great on the bike or whatever and he fucking yeah. goes over the handlebars like, that's dude. the stuff i wish we could see more of yes like more the playful yeah the playful side of i him. feel like when we get down to this point it gets so serious like i honestly like the more lighthearted, fun parts so i would like to see that more in the regular parts of the episode not just the bloopers like when going back a few episodes when matt was dancing in front of maggie like that shit is so funny like i wish we could see more of that 100 percent. yeah i i completely agree and i think when it came to the night portion of their date with her family mm-hmm. her parents are so cute i freaking her dad oh my god sweetheart i just wanted to give him like a hug like, yeah I was like, you're adorable literally and her mom was so cute oh um, but what I was thrown off by was she had said like, you guys know like where I was two years ago, like I was in a really bad place. But has she like told us anything about her past? I don't know. I feel like we don't know that much about these women's past. Yeah. I feel like with Ontasia season, we learned about the guys so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the drama on this season just has overshadowed everything and at this point it's almost too late to catch up on like getting to know these women in depth and at this point we don't know that we really don't know much about the final four no i think the only woman that really opened up was brie in the beginning because she shared her experience about her family and it is so relatable to matt's family but I just was really thrown off by that comment because I was like, was she married before? Like, did she go through like a really bad breakup? I'm not sure what it was, but that definitely caught my eye in her conversation. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, her dad was so freaking cute and he did come at Matt with some like tough questions. Yeah, the dads always grill. They do. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Um, And I mean, Matt did say that he was falling for Michelle and she is like keen on him i love you using the word keen i like i've had it i've said it a couple times like what's happening are you australian i don't know australian mate (laughs) i just think i'm like popping off with like big words today (laughs) big vocab today (laughs) as if keen is like a big vocab (laughs) so good so good oh my god my brain is fried we're good we're good but she literally said like i'm like i can't wait for this to be over because like and get my hubby i think she said in one of her i totally missed that and i was like oh she's gonna get her heart broken yeah no yeah i don't well now we do have a final three i guess but i think she's definitely the next one to go yeah i would agree i think his relationship with rachel and brie is definitely a little bit stronger and just a little bit more where they're on the same level with each other i feel like michelle is a little bit too mature which I do think that like he has a very, you know, high level of maturity mm-hmm. in himself, but mm-hmm. I do see so much more of like a playful side of him yeah. that like wants to travel and wants to do this and that. And I think she's a little bit more like settled down at this point in her life. Yeah, I think the teaching definitely makes her more settled. And because he is, a, I think he's a real estate agent, like mm-hmm. he can literally move anywhere in the city. But he did say to her dad that, you know, if it were to be her, he would be down to move to Minnesota. So he can relocate really anywhere he wants to go right 
Right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, she is really falling for him. She was so emotional um, during the whole date. And mm-hmm. I think she was just like, her feelings have developed so much for him. Yeah. And I just don't think he's there. No. I, I don't think he's anywhere near her level. He said he's falling for her, but I think that's about as much as it's going to go, as far mm-hmm. as it's going to go. Yeah. I think if Serena didn't send herself home, she would have been the one to go. Oh, that's interesting. See, I thought that he would still send Serena home, but mm. after seeing his reaction to Serena dumping him, I might agree with you. Yeah. Because he was like very taken taken back by that. So weird. And we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will definitely get to that. Yeah. But yeah. before that, we have Miss Rachel's oh boy. Um, one-on-one and... There's just like a lot. There's just like a lot happening with Rachel. Oh um, boy. And I think in this date, there's a lot happening, but obviously in the world, there's a lot happening. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Matt has come out with a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been any other statements since our last episode? I don't think so. I, I think, think it's really just Matt. A lot came out last week that we spoke about, but Matt, I think everyone was waiting for Matt to make a formal statement. And I think, you know, like we said, we'll get into that. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> it's okay. We're like going through it, y'all. <laughs> um. So Rachel's date. How did it start off? She um drove up in a freaking nice car, and she said, "I'm gonna blindfold you." Kinky. All right. Super kinky. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah. She blindfolded him. Told him to get him in the car, or told him to get in the car. Um, and they drove down like a plane runway and then they were like, we're going skydiving. That's so cool. I, I know. Mean, I would have loved that date. Super I want to go skydiving so bad. And I think it fit their relationship very well. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think like they're both kind of adrenaline junkies, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, like that fun, go get them. Um, so they went skydiving and <laughs> she got... She got KO'd is what I wrote down. I was like co co-ed. <laughs> KO'd. Knocked out. She got knocked out. Mama like, said knock you out. I literally <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, she got her shit. Poor out. girl. Literally poor girl. I mean I couldn't I, stop laughing. I literally stop laughing. it was I mean, I'm just the type of person who laughs when people get hurt, oh, which too. is so bad. I, I laugh like, first and then I'm like, Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> glad we can agree because i hope you're okay because i'm going to continue to laugh <laughs> so that's hilarious yeah no um she got the wind knocked out of her 100 percent. she yeah. came down so quick and matt had this like beautiful landing Rachel! yeah like and they watch in slow-mo <laughs> i was like bro you can't run any faster than that like you have the longest legs out of anyone like you can run i was i was cracking up and she got knocked out when she came down i don't know what the hell happened but obviously her parachute didn't like slow them down enough i'm not sure how it works when it comes to that yeah but they got friggin' railed into the earth and so the way that he was running over to her was hilarious. But then he made it so fucking serious. Like she was about to die. He was like, I just like don't know what I would have done if I would have lost you. And I was like, you weren't going to lose her. She dropped from the earth or from the sky. But she, <laughs> she, she dropped from the earth. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> like, like I just, I felt like she acted as if she fell from like a three-story building or something. <laughs> she like had a rough landing. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we didn't, <laughs> she was saying to her mom, like, 
it was a rough day and I have bruises all over my face and you can't see them but right. I do and I, was I was like, like I want to see them take your makeup yeah, off give us the proof okay give us the proof <laughs> literally her mom started laughing when she told her that she was like oh are you okay and then she started cracking up I'm like her mom don't give a shit that she <laughs> fell from the sky they were like it was your choice to go skydiving you actually came up with the date concept not matt i mean or the producers i mean i do get like i kind of do understand a little bit where he's coming from of like it puts life into perspective oh. yeah i mean that was like a little bit much that was a little bit of a stretch i was like bro calm down but i do understand that like obviously if her parachute didn't whatever it does yeah. she could have actually died yeah so i guess i am being a little insensitive to it because i just thought it was really funny but it could have been a lot worse. Right. Obviously, I'm glad she was okay and just had a couple bangs and bruises. She got banged up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she'll be okay. She'll be fine. But Matt was like super concerned. And I think that really showed his level of feelings for her. Mm-hmm. He was like, super concerned about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this man is smitten as a kitten. Uh-huh. He, um, boy, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it's weird to watch them together because of everything that's going down yeah and still going down um yeah especially after the statement matt made it's like all right right and i i do i completely agree that it is difficult to watch them together because i just keep thinking about everything that's happened and obviously like not being a huge fan of her at this moment Mm -hmm. and and just kind of like wanting to get to the point where we find out the answers um and like she can speak on everything that has happened but yeah so anyway that happened during their day portion of the date and then we get to meet the parents which have also been in the news a lot about Mm -hmm. you know uh, i think a big part of people coming at her were also coming at her family during all these allegations um but we get to meet the fam and what did you think about her family well like most of the dads on this episode but i feel like rachel's dad the most was the most skeptical for sure out of all of them he was like i just don't get it it's been like three weeks how can you know that you love this man like it's just which i get but you know i mean my dad knows the premise of this show and like obviously i don't think i'd ever go on it no i wouldn't (laughs) yeah i don't think but yeah i just think I don't know. I mean, he was the most skeptical and was grilling Matt for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm surprised. I, I'm really surprised that like, I feel like when the parents are very skeptical, like usually the people kind of go for that person. Yeah, I could I can kind of understand that. And it's like, oh, the parents are already skeptical of our relationship. Great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought that her sister was, you know, cool, whatever. Um, didn't hear anything from her. I was gonna say, yeah, didn't we just kind of no? See her and on I the couch? love seeing the siblings talk to the lead. I don't know. I just think their conversations are more fun. Well, definitely, and I think like we saw that in Serena's one-on-one. Yeah, her conversation with her sister really mattered. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was trying to like figure out if her dad ha- was like rocking a mullet. Like part of part of that, I was like, do you have a mullet? And I was also like, just a little bit confused on some things. But yeah, well, I think the biggest part of the night portion was that like Rachel made it clear that she wanted Matt to get her dad's blessing, and 
when they had that conversation and he was very candid he was like look I'm not getting a blessing from a parent until I know you're the one Mm -hmm. and I'll give them a phone call and ask them but you know I can't do that with four women still here which I'm really happy he said me too I thought it was super respectable Mm -hmm. and also like yeah I don't think I would be comfortable no. if you're asking for my hand in marriage when I know you're dating three other people. Like, right. But Rachel was not happy about it. No. She, she wanted him to ask right then and there. Oh, she wanted it so bad. But I, I don't think her dad would have said yes anyway. Yeah, that would have been interesting to see what her dad would have said about it. Yeah, I just, I, I just got the vibe from him that he was like not, you know, too excited about this whole process by any yeah. means. Do you think that her parents were impressed by him? I don't know. I feel like... Mm. To be honest, they weren't like super bubbly people, I felt like. Yeah. I, I just kind of feel like they were more like straightforward Guarded. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just found it very difficult to believe Rachel when she was talking to her mom about like how much she's in love with him. Like I just feel like she would be acting different or a little bit more like excited like, like vouching for him right, like, like she really i just felt like it was more reserved like i felt like her family was more reserved she was more reserved with them i get the vibe that like her dad kind of like runs the household mm-hmm. like kind of that just like i don't know typical white american family like i don't know if i should call it that or not because like that is kind of what i saw it as right yeah it yeah it's definitely weird for sure especially with everything that we know about um yeah but we'll have yeah. to see what it was happens. kind of just that like i think for me that like a typical dynamic of like mom and dad like two sisters didn't seem like the most warm and fuzzy environment no. they seemed pretty skeptical and like dad seemed like he kind of called the shots like yeah that's what i got from it and i could be completely wrong i don't obviously no, know what the i don't think you're is, wrong but and i think matt that got that vibe too right that you know he wasn't being what's the word like taken in mm-hmm. by her parents as much super welcome yeah maybe. yeah 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 definitely but i mean you know they they ended the date and with the whole blessing situation and she didn't seem super happy about that mm, nope which i think could play a factor into next week yeah could be could definitely so next week is fantasy suites right no i think it's women tell all you're right you're right you're right but when the next following week will mm-hmm. be fantasy suites and then is that the finale yeah i think so so we only have two weeks left like three three women tell all fantasy suites final maybe two episodes for the finale after the final rose if that happens so i'm so interested to see what's gonna happen with yeah we got four or five episodes left so crazy yeah so after Rachel, we had Brie's one-on-one, which I just, I love Brie. I, I love her. Love I think her. She, I think she is the full package. Yeah. I, yeah, I love her as well. She's beautiful. Her hair is beautiful. I love her style, like everything about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, great. And I love their date too. It was fun that they went off-roading. Yeah. I thought it was really cute that she tied it back to their first date yeah. because that was like such a special date for them. So they went in the Jeep and he seemed like he really enjoyed it. Um, and I just feel like they have so much more of a connection, the two of them, than mm-hmm. anyone else there. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about her family? Because we see her mom and her best, best friend, friend and her baby sister. Yeah. I mean... I think Matt, when he was talking to her mom, he was trying to put her at ease. Well, one thing that I want to mention from the day portion that Brie brought up was like, I 
you know, don't have a conventional family. And I feel like maybe, I don't know. She said like that was going to be a burden or something. She said, I'm nervous that I'm not going to be able to give you a conventional family. And right. I, I just like, that made me so sad because I was like, for yeah, her. I'm like the fact that she is like thinking about that in, and being worried that he might not accept that. And I really loved his response was like, okay, well, like you're not getting a conventional family from my family yeah. either. So like we're in this together type of thing. Right. I think that's why I love them together so much because they can, can really connect over that. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if anyone, Matt would be the person that he, like she could relate to the most or vice versa. So mm-hmm. because they come from similar, very similar backgrounds. So Yeah, do you think her mom liked him? I think that her mom is um, very protective. Mm -hmm. And I think like their situation, she grew up in a single household. Like her mom was her both mom and her dad. And so I think that she's very guarded when it comes to her daughter, rightfully so. Um, So I think it was just kind of that. And you could tell that, you know, she's kind of, I got the vibe that she's kind of a like hard ass type of thing, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. Um, And like, she's sassy a little bit (laughs) and like doesn't take shit from Mm -hmm. people, um, which I'm sure has like a lot to do with the way that she grew up. Right. Um, And so I got that vibe from her, but I I do think that she likes him. I think that she just probably needs a little bit more time to like actually have an opinion about him. Right. Like you said, it was clear to see that Brie and her mom have a very close and special bond. Mm -hmm. And that was something I loved watching. And I think the biggest point from the conversation that I took was that Brie was scared to let her wall down and scared to tell Matt that she was falling for him. And we got to see her do that Mm -hmm. and I think like a weight just like lifted off her shoulders because I understand it's like you're opening up to someone and then like next week it it could the door could be closed so Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to give your so much to yourself when you know there's other women there too so I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. And I definitely, one of the lines that I absolutely loved was when she was talking with her mom and just kind of saying how nervous she was to let those walls down. Um, And her mom was like, we'll mend a broken heart together and we will survive. That was so cute. I started crying. Literally, I was like, that is so sweet. And it just speaks to their bond. Like they have been each other's person their whole life. And Mm -hmm. and so I think, I mean, her mom kind of was growing up as Brie was growing up. Yeah. So I think they've been in that like survival mode and having to like get each other through. So they could be sisters. I know, literally (laughs) they could be. So it definitely, I, that, you know line kind of hit home and I was like oh how special of a bond that yeah, they have for sure but yeah so she tells him that she's falling in love with them and he doesn't say anything back no, right he I think he say, says thank you for telling me yeah I was like boy that's a that's not a good response he's already told Rachel and Michelle that he's falling in love with them yeah did he tell Serena before before I I don't, I don't remember know. like did he say it at their second one-on-one Probably not. Because, I don't think so. Probably not because she was so ick. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, on that note, yes. let's go to Serena P's hometown date. Yeah. So she did a super fun Canadian date. Yeah. Um, she's obviously from Canada. Duh. And I really liked it. Okay. Did you like totally um hear her accent more in this yeah. episode i was listening for it more carefully i was like because i forgot she was canadian Me until too. her hometown date and um 
she had like the most hometown hometown date like yeah. I related back to where she was from and I wish they did that more for the other women because we definitely got to learn more about her like where she's from what she likes to eat the culture mm-hmm. um yeah I like the concept of it yeah I thought it was super cute I thought they were like they are fun and playful and I think that's probably something that Matt really likes about her mm-hmm. um is that like they do have that banter and that you know fun time with each other so I think that was kind of the perfect date for them of but like, I don't know if she likes it oh no she 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 ain't like him she got the ick for sure <laughs> she like she was like kind of I, I but I think that he thinks that she's like into it right she's sort of playing this like I think she's playing him a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think, you know, and her parents were, and her sister were able to, like, bring that realization out from her. But, yeah, it is. (laughs) I know. So, the, the parents come, the sister comes, and... I think her conversation with her sister is what really kind of propelled her to be like, this probably isn't my person. Because she, I think she was worried that she was just kind of not letting her walls down Mm -hmm. and afraid that maybe she wasn't like putting her all into it but I think she kind of came to the realization that like no I'm I'm just not feeling it with this guy right well her sister tells her straight up like you don't seem smitten and she Mm -hmm. was like maybe I'm not maybe he's not the guy for me and we got to learn more about her past relationship and that like her last breakup was really hard for her Mm -hmm. um and that maybe she just hasn't moved on as much as she thought she had. Yeah, 100%. And I think that we we saw this kind of in their last one-on-one is that she said, like, I am a really slow burner. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this process was just too fast for her. And she kind of just wasn't feeling it with him. Girl, you know the process. I know. <laughs> I know. Come on. Like, people, stop coming on the show <laughs> if you don't know the con- No, I'm kidding. Like, do whatever you want, whatever. But, you know, it's like you know what the show is. You know it's a quick process. I mean, unless you really, like, just have don't know anything about the show. But I think a lot of people go into it, though, thinking that they're not going to make it far. Right. Like, I think they're probably like, okay, I might go home like week two or week three. And then once they're in the thick of it, it's like, like, okay, this is this is a lot. Yeah. Like Kit, she was like, oh, shit, I didn't think I was going to maybe go to hometowns. (laughs) Peace. I got to get out of here. She's like, my mom is not about to be on TV. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think Serena with like fantasy suites coming up was probably like, this is just not my person. Like, I don't want to continue to waste his time. Fair. And the breakup was sad. I felt, I've just felt bad for her because I think I was so surprised at how shocked he was. He was caught off guard Mm -hmm. beyond belief. Mm -hmm. He was so caught off guard. Yeah, it's interesting because that makes me feel like she was definitely a front runner. And, you know, he even mentioned like, I wouldn't have given you that second one-on-one if I didn't like you. And he, I think he just had to keep reassuring her but he still it was almost like the chase like he wanted what he couldn't have I I I do think that there's some truth to that because I think he kind of kept trying to almost convince her that like he was right for her Mm -hmm. and I was really surprised that in one of the interviews afterward he had said like I could have seen her as my wife and I just like was like whoa that came out of left field like I didn't really expect that Um, Yeah, I was I was really shocked by that. I mean, obviously, I think their first one on one went well, but I didn't think she was like a front 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 runner, like maybe even ahead of Rachel 
And I just didn't even think twice about Serena P. Definitely. And I mean, he was so silent for a while. And I was like, oh, this is so awkward. Like she, and she kind of like, I mean, she didn't really sugarcoat it when she was breaking no, up with him. She literally not said, at like, all. I don't think you're my person. And I'm like, oh, that hurted. Like that one hurted. That's something that the leads say, not vice versa. I know. <laughs> and I think that he was so caught off by it. And I yeah. think, I mean, he was quite honestly speechless for a couple you know, a good minute or so. Yeah. And, and then he, I think he, he was crying, wasn't he? Like in an interview, I think he started crying about it. Possibly. I know he cries a lot next week. Well, fantasy sweet week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this one definitely hit for him. And then maybe it got him thinking, you know, if she's not feeling it with me, are these other, are some of these other women not feeling it True. with me? But you can't think that way. You have to like break up every relationship as its own. I mean, I get it. I would be in my head too, but yeah no I definitely agree and I think that he's maybe starting to like doubt this process a little bit um majorly right (laughs) so the breakup happens and yeah it was just sad and she walked him out and Mm -hmm. I think that's the last we're gonna see of her I don't think she's gonna be wanting to come back by any means I don't think we'll have another Ben Smith like return no from yeah oh my god I forgot that happened yeah <laughs> yeah so I I don't think she's gonna come back I mean it was interesting because I feel like he spoke to Chris Harrison before the rose ceremony and he was like did she send herself home and he was like yeah I think so Chris said that I don't know right maybe I'm wrong I don't know but I mean she's still at the resort so she's still like yeah not not there yeah unless she left right after <laughs> i don't know I, yeah i'm not sure what the like events were after but yeah. she walked him out and i think that relationship is definitely done yeah um but then the rose ceremony happens and matt kind of like lays down the law for mm-hmm. the three girls left i felt like he really yeah. was like you know i am looking to get engaged at the end of this and like if that is not something that you are ready for like there's the door yeah literally i think at this point you just have to you have to be as open and honest as possible (laughs) another note though um brie's dress was gorgeous oh my god she looked so pretty that back i was like oh girlfriend it was so so pretty yeah Uh, my favorite look definitely yeah she looked stunning and obviously all three of them get roses um because serena sent herself home so I thought it was kind of interesting that Brie was like disappointed that she got the last rose. Like she kind of saw that as a sign Mm. that maybe like he wasn't too keen on her. And I was like, I feel like um, the order doesn't matter like that much. I don't know. I don't know about the order if it matters. I feel like a lot of the times we see the women like, oh, he gave a rose to her first. Clearly that means something. But I don't know. Maybe we'll have to ask like when another contestant comes on and be like, you know, does the order of whoever gets roses like really mean like is there a pecking order, I guess. True. Yeah, that's definitely a good question. So the three girls get their roses and yeah, we see some highlights for the next episode, um, which like we said before, Women Tell All is next week mm-hmm. and then we get the fantasy suite dates the following week. Yeah, a um, lot of tears. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. He, something happens, something bad happens because we finally get the shot of him sitting on the stoop with yeah. Chris Harrison. And he's just like, like, no, Chris, like, I'm not okay. Yeah, I think something goes down with Rachel because think? I think it was between, 
I think it was possibly between Rachel and Serena P and obviously Serena P went home. So I think Rachel is his top girl at this point. And I don't know. I feel like Rachel might be having a lot of doubts and he's not okay about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see who it's going to be about, what it's going to be about. Because I think that'll be very telling because um, he's just so upset about it. Um, but the other thing is the women's hall all is next week. And did you see the beard that he was rocking? I hated it. I hate it. I so really hated it. much. So much. I hated it from because he he started like repping it when he did like press junkets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it from the moment I saw it. It's way too much. I'm like, <laughs> Matt, you need to shave, shave that it down, down a little bit. Right. I think just even just like a nice like um stubble yes yeah i love a good stubble me too but the whole fucking bush (laughs) the bush i don't need the bush on (laughs) your face like that's too much no bush hashtag no bush hashtag no bush matt because (laughs) we're not here for it start a freaking viral hashtag hashtag no bush i just i don't (laughs) like it so that was my only tidbit about the women's hall all next week um i'm sure shit's gonna go down it always does in the women's hall all um do you think that they'll talk about anything or do you think the women's hall was taped before i think it was taped yeah i think it was taped before everything came out i'm i'm excited to hear from victoria because i feel like apparently um she like deleted her instagram and then revived it or whatever but i don't know i'm excited to hear her speak and maybe now she's had some time to reflect and like see herself and hopefully grow from this experience along with like the other so-called mean girls so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm anticipating to hear from them and I'm excited. 100%. I don't think there's going to be much like growth from any of them, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get a couple apologies. You you only hope. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, don't get your hopes up too much I'm because not. I'm not. I, I wouldn't expect much from Victoria. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe a little more from MJ and Anna, but yeah, not Victoria. Yeah, definitely. So that is our recap for the episode. Um, lots going on. Like we said, we're super excited for the episodes coming up. We are nearing the end, y'all. So it's, I think, going to get even crazier from here. But before we let you um, listen to the interview with Olivia, we have a couple tidbits of bachelor news and we mentioned this one um earlier on in the episode that matt did come out with a statement um jill i don't know if you have it up if you want to like read part of it yeah i'll read a part of it he said that the reality is that i'm learning about these situations in real time and it has been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly chris's failure to graciously and patiently uh, explaining the racist history of the Annabellum South, a painful history that every American should understand Im- intimately, was troubling and painful to watch as black people and allies immediately knew and understood. It was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the Bachelor franchise has fallen short on addressing adequately for years. Um, and then he like goes on to say how, like what like the franchise means to him and what he's going to do going forward. So make sure to go check out the full statement because it is pretty powerful. And I'm just looking now that Rachel Lindsay commented on his post and said, yes, Matt, yes. Jason Tardik said, so well written and said. So a lot of Bachelor Nation people are in support of him and speaking out. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I I definitely think that this was needed. I think he probably should have said something sooner. Um, very similar to Rachel Kirkinell, who should have said something sooner about these allegations. Um, but at least he said something. And yeah. I think we're obviously going to hear a lot more from him when we have After the Final Rose and After the Show's Done airing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely well received, like you said, by The Bachelor Nation and we'll see what happens i mean we kind of have to wait at this point and see how after the final it all plays plays out out. yeah yeah because i think there's gonna be lots of tea yeah and obviously we'll continuously update you weekly um if anything else comes out about the story because i'm sure things are gonna keep unraveling like as we get towards the end of the season yeah 100 percent. more stuff will start being leaked and yeah all of that fun stuff um in other lighter news which we talked about i think last week yeah claire and dale mm. are continuing to be spotted together in yeah. Florida. oh yeah they're just i mean they have to be back together at this point and I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they come out and make a statement, which I think not. I I really don't think they owe anyone anything at this point. So they really don't have to. Um, But I feel like they've been seen holding hands. They've been seen kissing. I'm wondering if she's wearing her engagement ring again. I I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they're they're officially seeing each other again. Interesting turn of events. It is just so interesting because they both made it such a point to like have that public breakup and he made a statement and then he made that Instagram story video and then she kind of made, I don't remember if she made a video. I think she did on her Instagram story. I know she made a statement. Yeah. And like on her Instagram story, she was like, I'm going through a lot. Like if you have any like music recommendations. (laughs) Oh yeah, I did see that. So I'm like, y'all like made it a point to like really be going through the breakup and like a week later, two weeks later, you're back together. Like I'm confused. Yeah, it's weird. And like he moved out and everything. Right. Didn't they just get a place together? Like Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, I mean, I hope they're happy. I hope everything goes well for them. Um who knows? And we'll keep seeing what happens. <laughs> I could definitely see them being the couple that continues to break up and get back together yeah. type of thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can see that a hundred percent. But you know, she wants to lock it down. She wants those babies. Yeah, she's like, give me your baby. <laughs> give me babies. Literally. <laughs> so we will keep you updated on that relationship as more information comes out. Yep. Um, but in other news, do you want to do this one? Sure. Um, Hannah's Hannah Brown's brother was hanging out with Jed Wyatt's ex, Haley Stevens, who was the girl that was supposedly dating Jet while he was on The Bachelor. Like the girl that he supposedly like said, I'll be back. I'm just going on for my music career and then we can be together again. And isn't it after he broke up with Hannah, he got back with her? Did he? I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that he got back with her after he had broken up with Hannah um yeah I'm I, I think so okay, I, okay. I, I'm not 100% sure but yeah. I think that's what happened and I think it's so hilarious that like that is Hannah's ex's ex and now her brother is like seeing her yeah I don't know if they're full-on dating but he posted a story with her and then wrote a little blurb about like being in like headlines and stuff it was just like very meta and very strange so I don't know if they're just hanging out I don't know if they're dating I don't know if it's just a thing but 
regardless he was seen with her and they were together which is just weird on itself regardless it's very interesting tea so we will see what happens <laughs> yeah with that moving forward because that's just bizarre to yeah me. so weird but all right i think that's it for bachelor news y'all um we are so excited to play for you olivia creedy's interview so we hope you guys enjoy it we are so happy to have another special guest this week. She was on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, and she's currently a grad student at NYU and is also the host of the Mouthing Off podcast with Olivia Creedy. Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Olivia Creedy. Hi. <laughs> wow. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, so we kind of want to start off. We we start a lot of our interviews like this is like life before The Bachelor, um, because obviously, you know, everyone had something going on before and then The Bachelor hit and the world changed. So what were you up to before being on Ben's season? First of all, I can't believe I was 23. <laughs> wow. I was 23 when I did the show. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had just graduated from college. I went to TCU and I got a degree in broadcast journalism. And so I was one of the lucky ones that got a TV job right out of college, which can be hard to do. So I had moved to the middle of nowhere, Bristol, Virginia, and I was there for about a year and a half anchoring the news. Wow. Um, and I, you know, it all was a whirlwind. I, my mom was particularly concerned about my ability to find love. We were always bachelor fans. My parents were actually married on TV. So there was always this idea of like romantic TV love kind of thing. So yeah, I had no, I did not apply. My mom and my sister kind of conspired behind my back and sent mm -hmm. in a video and I got a call the next day and my casting process was actually very unique, very fast. Um, I really had no time to even think about it. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was wild. That's was like crazy. Wild. Yeah. I'm also, um, I'm a journalism major, but going into broadcast. So Amazing. that's exciting to hear. And like, uh, how did you like it? That experience in Virginia? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I, you know, I, was such a freak for journalism in college. I had yeah. like every position. I was like executive editor. I was director of our news broadcast thing. Mm -hmm. I did everything. And, um, you know, like I was, I was really good at my job, which is why sometimes, yeah, there's that feeling of like, oh, bummer. I don't do it anymore, but mm -hmm. I loved it. The thrill, you know, beating the deadline going yeah. out. I was what you would call a one-man band. So mm -hmm. I had to carry my equipment and set up all my interviews and do all my research. Um, and yeah, and then of course, I, I reached that coveted anchor position really quickly, which I was so freaking grateful to get. I don't even know how that happened. Um, and yeah, it was weird disappearing from the new, obviously I couldn't say like BRB, I'm going on The Bachelor. So I was kind of like one day disappeared from the news, <laughs> like never from again, That's which was so weird. Funny. So, but I, I loved it. Saw you on TV in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and you know, all, all of my viewers, if you will, were messaging me saying, wow, like you were just on our screen here and now you're on like a national level. I was, and even like two years later, I was getting messages from people like, where did you go? I haven't seen you in a while. It was yeah. just a weird departure for sure. That's funny. <laughs> it's definitely, so I just started working uh, in Syracuse as an MMJ. And so- oh, 
it's funny how like the viewers are so attached to the people they see every day. And it's like, you get the phone calls and the emails and it's like, uh, I, I couldn't imagine if you just up and left, they were like, what the heck I happened? Had something, I don't know if it's as popular, but actually my station was right across the street from like a small jail. And oh, okay. we used to get a ton of jail mail because the people in jail, like they got really attached to our, our faces because that's all they were allowed to watch, I suppose. So yeah, I used to get a bunch of weird letters from people in jail, like professing their wow. love to me, which is weird. And yeah, it, it was weird because I, in many ways was like a very small scale local celebrity mm-hmm. in my city. And so um, I was already kind of used to like, quote unquote, being noticed or like having to be on camera slash yeah so but it was a great experience and being an MMJ is such hard work um but it is very gratifying um for certain personalities for sure yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. that's that's so cool it's yeah interesting to hear for sure yeah and Maddie's geeking out right now talking I am all- I'm sorry <laughs> like you talk about journalism and I start freaking out I get so excited <laughs> yeah, it was actually really funny because you know they had my occupation as news anchor on the show. And mm-hmm. I never really got to share my story or anything for that matter on the show, but I got so many messages from people out of college asking, you know, how I got, I, I got to help so many people five years ago. Now I'm old news, but so many people with advice on how to get that TV job and how to handle their careers. So that was what I was really excited to talk about all the time. So I, I get it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost out of college and I'm like ready to go (laughs) get it I'm here for advice if you need it thank you I appreciate that yeah so now fast forwarding to your time on the bachelor or more like um your exit on the bachelor unfortunately you were like sent home after a two-on-one so how long did they leave you standing on that beach (laughs) um I, I want to keep up the, the image for everyone, but uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It wasn't that long. Um, it certainly made it look much more dramatic than it was. Yeah. I was not alone on the island. I felt that way, but there were probably six or seven producers with me. Um, basically, Ben had said, you know, no, essentially <laughs> to me. And him and Emily were taken off into the sunset on this very nice boat and I had to watch of course and then I did what we call our exit interviews where I say how sad I am and that took probably 40 minutes but that's normal I was crying and freezing cold and exhausted and then they got me this little boat they brought me home after they got enough footage from the helicopter of it it looking like I was alone on the island but it was probably an hour and I had people there with me um but yeah, one of the worst breakups ever, huh? That was really bad. Yeah. Cold, honestly. I was like, give her a blanket or something. It was freezing. And it was, it was, I've said this, the worst date ever. Like it was monsooning on us. There was no activities on the island that we went to. We literally just sat in the sand. And I think I talked to Ben for 10 minutes and then Emily talked to Ben for 10 minutes and then he dumped me. Like it was, it was not long. Um, it was just a nightmare of a date. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I'm sure Ben would agree. So. <laughs> that doesn't sound enjoyable at all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Zero. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, speaking of your, your time on the season, um, you were obviously cast as the villain and, you know, received a lot of hate during the show and after, um, yeah. you know, and you, you've spoken about this before, but 
you know, how were you able to navigate that post show and like bounce back the way that you did? I don't even know how, how, how I did it. I, I, I try to go back and think about like steps that I, I could advise future villains on my attitude. Um, I, I gave my sister my passwords to social media and I said, change them. Um, I didn't do the show to, to be famous. I didn't need followers. So I didn't engage whatsoever. I, in that zone, I was just thinking ignorance is bliss. I don't want to see what people are saying. I mean, I saw enough of it to know what they were saying before she took my passwords. I imagine it only got worse. Um, and yeah, I just went dark in many ways. Um, I, I was like shopping around for therapists. I think I had like five at one time, just uh, trying to work out everything I was feeling. And I started my antidepressants up again. And um, I just really had to separate myself from the experience, which is why people didn't see me for five years until the greatest of all time episode. Um, and I don't think that that's the way for everyone, but that's what worked for me. Um, and I just leaned on the people who knew me, you know, like there were people from the franchise that were there for me, but in many ways I felt like that was going back to the environment that ruined me in the first place. Um, a lot of people from previous seasons had been super, super helpful. And that helped because I had a hard time talking to people who went through the experience with me mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah. yeah I, love I love that more and more contestants are coming out like post-show and advocating about going to therapy. And like, yeah. I recently started going to therapy as well for about a year now. And it's just like, it's so nice to see that people are being so much more open about it these days. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could have gotten through it without a therapist. And I think the difficulty that I found was like, you know, how do you go to a therapist and say, hi, I did reality TV. Here's all the crazy things I just went through. Like it's literally an out of body experience. And if you haven't been through it, it's hard to even relate. Like I'm literally sitting here crying about like, oh, my group dates and my two on one. And they're like, what? What is, what is right. yeah, it was difficult in many ways. And I think that's why I had to shop around a little bit because it's like, I hate to say some of the, the older therapists that I had, they were like, wait, what is this bachelor thing? But then they were better kind of in terms of having an impartial eye at everything because they didn't know anything about the show. So you, you, I really had to just find what worked. And yeah, I love that people are talking about mental health more mm -hmm. um, after their experiences you know, Blake Horstman is one of those people that I think has done a really great job advocating for, for mental health therapy, you know, things like that. So. Yeah, definitely. So as you just mentioned, you got to go on the greatest seasons ever and you received an apology from Ben. So what was that experience like to talk to him again? Oh, I, so I had seen Ben a few times, only a few times for maybe a minute total <laughs> since my, he's good friends with my best friend, Brandy Cyrus. And so there was one point where he was in Nashville and he was at her apartment and she was like, come over. And I was like, no, I was terrified. I just thought that he thought I was crazy. We had zero interactions at all until that point. And that was probably two years after the fact. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And he was really nice. He gave me like the biggest hug ever. Like he lingered for a long time and, (laughs) you know, it was, it was, it was nice. And it was kind of that thing I needed of like, wait, maybe he doesn't think I'm a crazy psychopath, but it was very quick. And then I saw him again briefly at one of Caitlin Bristow's live podcasts. I don't remember what year that was, but also very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that point he had kind of brought me aside and just said, like, I've wanted to talk to you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really sorry, like for what happened. And that was it. That was really quick again. So having him come on the show and like publicly say something was really thoughtful. I had no clue that that was going to happen. We had talked on the phone before the episode because I was going back and forth on whether I wanted to do it. And for whatever reason, I felt like he was the only person in that moment that I could trust to be like, is this the right thing for me to do? Yeah. And he really encouraged me to do it, but still, you know, I thought, okay, great. It'll just be me. When his face popped up, I was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, It meant a lot. And he actually, when the episode aired right after that portion, my segment, he called me immediately and asked me how I was feeling. So we've really developed a great, you know, friendship. He actually, he messaged me recently just saying, I'm just so glad like something in 2020 that was really great was, was reconnecting and being able to do that for you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've always adored him. I, I never thought a bad thing, but I certainly at times felt disappointed in his like lack of public display of support for me. Um, and he did it. And so no matter how much time it took, it was, it was really thoughtful and I was really grateful for it. Yeah. It's so sweet. (laughs) Glad to hear that. Ben was our first, um, first guest on our show. So it it was wonderful talking to him and like, we just got that immediate vibe from him that he was such like a genuine person. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. He, he, he is. And I knew that during the show too, like believe it or not, we did connect. Um, there was a reason I felt as confident as I did for a time. And so, yeah, I thought he was amazing. I still think he's amazing. Um, so yeah, that, that's just how I felt and how I still feel. So shout out to Ben, but (laughs) anyway, aside from, you know, obviously your relationship with Ben during the show, I mean, the whole thing wasn't terrible for you. Is there like a favorite moment or memory that you have while you were on the show? I mean, Obviously there was a lot of traveling and stuff like that, but I mean, the first, the first night was incredible. The first night was amazing. Um, it was just like, it was it, it, the most rushed feeling. And, um, I really did that like conversation before the, the first impression rose. I was like, Holy crap. This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> um, and it was really great. And, um, I felt really connected to him for a time, Um, the soccer date was incredible. Y'all only got to see like five minutes. That soccer game went like two hours longer than they want. Like our soccer coaches were like, we got to go, we have a flight to catch. And so they ended up leaving, but it was like a bloodbath. We fought so hard. All of us had bruises all over our legs the next day and the next few weeks. Um, so that was just a really fun date that didn't get to really be shown in its entirety. I didn't really have fun after um, Vegas, to be honest with you. 
Um, but the early days were really fun. The mansion was exciting. I ended up like getting stung by a bee in the butt and they had to like take out a little, whatever it's called on camera in one of the rooms. There was just all sorts of stuff that never got to air. So, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's what we hear a lot from people is like, we had such a great time in the mansion and like, I wish you guys could have yeah. seen. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, there was some good times for sure. We, we played a, a lot of games cause it's, it really is quite boring. You have to find <laughs> things to do. And so we played, I wish there was this game. Here's my theory actually, that I just came up with that, that clip of me with my mouth wide open, like being so weird. We used to play this game, Becca Tilly, I need to actually call her and confirm this, but we would like have to say sentences with our mouth, like really wide open. Um, I swear that clip is from me being like, ha 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 <laughs> would pee laughing playing this game. I need to, I'm going to call Becca after this because I need to confirm. I feel like that clip was from one of our nights playing that game. I feel like I've heard of that game, honestly. Well, so they, they have it now where it's like a, a mouthpiece that you yeah. put in. We didn't have yeah. a mouthpiece. We just had to keep our mouth wide open the whole time. Oh that's that's my theory. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was from that. Yeah. Now they have that game and you like put the thing right. in your mouth. Yeah. We just yeah. did. We didn't have the, the trap, the contraption that you put in your mouth. But <laughs> we played it. We played it. That's yeah. fun. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. So who do you stay in touch with the most from your season or just like the franchise in general? Yeah. So I actually got really close with everyone who went home the first night, which was very <laughs> ironic. But um, the chicken girl from my season, Tierra Solem, she came with the chicken. She's one of my best friends. Um, we talk every day. Um, Izzy Goodkind, who went home the first night, but was later on Paradise and dated Vinny, very close with her. Um, I still talk to Kayla all the time. We, I'm going to her wedding. Mm -hmm. um, Leah Block, I maintained a friendship with. Um, Jojo and Becca, love them. I, I text, I've been texting Becca a lot lately, just about Matt's season. We're like blown away. <laughs> but, um, to be honest, I'm very close with a lot of people from other seasons. Um, Ashley Spivey, there's definitely a, like a New York group, Michael Garofola, um, who else? Rachel Lindsay, uh, a lot of Peters girls, Tammy, Alea. So yeah, I still have great friendships from the show um, and, and from my season as well. It's just, I, I had to distance myself from my season. And I think that's why some of the relationships might not have formed the way they could have. And it was nothing against them. I just was like, I got to stay away for a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. That's sure. Yeah. That's cool though that you're, you know, the New York group too. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them have moved away, but there's definitely, <laughs> there's a, there was a big like Nashville um, mm -hmm. group there for a while. Kristen Whitney um, was a good friend of mine in Nashville. I still love her. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've moved a lot. So that's why yeah. my relationships have maybe like spread out a little bit, but I have great relationships with people from the franchise for sure. Now you have somewhere to stay all over the I United know. States. I know. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. I, I grew really close to Taylor Nolan when I lived in Seattle. So I got a place to stay with Taylor. So yeah. It's, um, it's all good things. 
uh, friendship wise. I don't have many enemies, which is good. <laughs> We're okay. I'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so, um, you know, obviously Bachelor in Paradise, were you, would you ever, or like, did you ever consider going on there? Or was that something that they came to you about? I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. After Ben's season, they wanted me very, very badly. Um, <laughs> naturally, I, that was an absolute no. Way. I was not mentally uh, capable. And I also really felt like I would never be able to be myself again in the experience. Like I would constantly be thinking like, what is this person scheming and how, can I trust this producer and all this stuff? So that was a no. And then the following year they came around and asked again. And I was like a little bit more open to it mm-hmm. um, to the point where I went to LA and did like the cat, the process where you, you know, go, they make sure you're just, sane enough kind of thing and um but then we it was just kind of like a a ghosting like I never heard from them but I never really reached out because I I still really didn't feel like I should do it and they probably could read that so so it never happened and I probably wouldn't have done it anyway had they reached out but it was fun to go to LA and I got to see Jubilee who yeah add her I'm very close with her still we got drunk (laughs) by the pool after testing was finished and so so yeah I I never really got close to doing it but um there was one moment there where I was like ah let's just go test the waters Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I I I I don't know I mean I I I still, of course, after the goat episode, Chris Harrison was like, there's always a spot at paradise. Um, look, I don't know. I don't know. I'm too old now at this point. Yeah. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So now fast forwarding to present day, have you been watching Matt's season? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So what have your thoughts been about him and like not being on the franchise before and what do you think of his season yeah I definitely felt obviously I was so happy to have a black bachelor like so ridiculously happy so far timing wise it should have been but um I definitely felt like a disconnect with Matt because I don't I don't follow Tyler C so in that way I didn't know Matt James and so it was very much like who is this guy and they didn't really give a lot of context into who he is, which there's obviously not a lot of time to do that. Um, but like, we've gotten to see little snippets of him, sort of. Um, there's still definitely a disconnect there. I don't know anything about him, but um, but I like him, you know? Uh, he's tall, he's cute, he's well-spoken. He um, treats the girls amazingly. I've noticed like out of any season I've watched, he's, he's very like, he asks good questions. I feel like I've noticed that. Um, But yeah, the cast is a little bit more ruthless than I've ever seen. And that's what I've talked to Becca about. I'm like, were we like this to each other? Like, I don't, you know, we didn't do this to each other at all is fighting and calling each other sluts and hoes. No, crazy. So it's, um, it hasn't necessarily been supremely enjoyable to watch. I will say. Yeah. Um, I don't, what are y'all, what do y'all think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jill and I have talked about this on a couple of our episodes, like it's just a whole nother level of mean girl. 
that I was like, I felt like we were like past that. Like it's 2021. Maybe let's not do that. But I don't know. I think like the ugly side of these girls are really coming out and it's sad to see. Yeah. It's funny because, um, I miss the days where, you know, I was a villain that was a little cuckoo, but like I did have a connection with Ben or, you know, Courtney Robertson, she was a little bit cuckoo, but Hey, she won the damn thing. Um, even Corinne, cuckoo, yeah. but top four, you know, like I miss those villains that there was a connection with the lead. And so it was almost like, Oh, well he likes her. That's why she's still here. Whereas with someone like Victoria, like he very clearly didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it just, then it just feels like excessive villain mean girlness for the sake of it, it being there. And then it's not as believable and it's not as fun to watch. Um, so that's something that I don't love and um, wish they would change because it makes it not super great to uh, as a viewer. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's, it's not, it's not great. Uh, and it makes me thankful for the cast that I had, you know, we had our moments, but overall there was zero, zero beef, none. I mean, even me as the villain, I never had words with anybody. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like kind of like we saw on this past week's episode with Serena C, like having it out with Katie, it's almost like it's coming, the anger from her is coming out of insecurity that she doesn't really have a connection with Matt. And like, she has no fight in this battle. Like there's really no reasoning behind what she's arguing to Katie. And that's, what's really frustrating. Yeah. I, I, and it's, it is funny because I, I talked to a friend about this. There's a clip of Serena on like a promo photo kissing Matt, but we've never seen her kiss Matt because they don't show it, you know? So it's weird. It's like, I, I've i definitely watched the show differently now in terms of like, there's a lot I'm not seeing and I keep everything kind of at a distance in terms of making a judgment. Mm-hmm. But in general, we didn't have a moment where me and another girl were screaming at each other in a room. That just didn't happen. So it's just weird to, to think that it gets there in a season like the raising of the voices and the talking shit (laughs) we didn't do that yeah it's weird um it is an environment that makes you behave a little wacky sometimes you it's an out-of-body experience you're exhausted you're probably drunk um you're stressed you you're pining after a guy that in many ways you know doesn't like you um but you have to keep trying because you're there. Um, so yeah, I, b- people behave in funny ways, but yeah, certainly there's a lot of people who haven't looked so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what, because there, it wasn't even just there, there was one villain or like mean girl on the season. There were multiple and like around like four yeah. people. And Victoria, yeah. 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 So what would your advice be to them post-show as someone who's been like portrayed as the villain role? So I, I've actually talked to Victoria. Mm. I always reach out to villains. Yeah. Um, she's been largely disappointing. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever. Um, it is. But I always reach out to villains And I try to give my best advice, whether it's like how to handle women or mental all, how to handle the social media hate, how to 
I don't know, move forward, if they should do paradise or not. Um, and I try to stay impartial. Like I always go back to my friend Cam, um, who had a pretty bad experience on Hannah Brown's, uh, Brown season mm -hmm. and was going back and forth on whether to do paradise. And I was like, you know, I, I really don't think it's a good idea. I think you should just cut it, be done with it. He's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He went on and he looked like a, he went like a, you know, kind of, he was very into Kaylin and she wasn't in him. And I told him Kaylin wants to be with someone who has a million followers. Like, you know, you know, and what happened? He looked like a goof and he went home and he called me and he was like, damn it. So <laughs> I'm going to support anyone, whatever they do. I just, um, try to give people an unbiased view of, of someone who didn't go back on the show and who, who did stay away from social media and who did largely apologize on women tell all do. I didn't dig my heels on anything. I was just like, yep, did it wrong. My bad. Um, and yeah, social media is freaking brutal. So if I can just be there in, in any way to support, I'll always be there. Um, but yeah. And then there's some villains who love it. They're like, woohoo, they thrive in it. And then they don't need my help. I'm like, okay, bye. It's fine. I, it's all good. <laughs> I met Corinne and she was thriving. And I was like, great. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> you loved it. Loved yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. And is yeah. there anyone from Matt season that like super stands out to you that you think like he might end up with or a top four or anything like that? Michelle. Mm. Okay. I think Michelle is his girl. Yeah. He definitely... Um, I haven't seen a lot of chemistry between him and people. Um, and maybe it's just hard to see on the screen, but, um, he, Michelle was only the, the only person where I was like, yeah, I definitely feel like a chemistry with them. Like, I think he feels comfortable with her. They banter off each other. Well, um, they're like-minded. Um, but Hey, anytime I choose a winner, they don't win. So I'm not going to choose her as the win winner. I'm just going to say, I really like their connection. Mm. Um, I thought it was extremely bizarre that he said he loved Rachel because I really haven't seen anything of them, but yeah. just based on that, you'd have to think that <laughs> they get along pretty good. Yeah. Um, who else? I love Brie, but I don't see it between them. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of faded throughout. Yeah. I mean, Abigail, talk about, a first impression rose who disappeared. I know. It makes me so sad because I, I we both love her. her. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Everyone, it's like no one really stands out to me yet. Mm -hmm. But, but I do love him and Michelle. So that's my, that's my pick. If yeah. You will. I think this season, the drama has really overshadowed a lot of the love connections. And I'm like, who does he actually like? I really don't even know at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, um, that's the, the rough thing, you know, in many ways, this show is the same recipe every season, yeah. just different faces. Um, right. they get through the drama, then they start to go into the love connections. So maybe it's coming, but it definitely has felt weird because it's like you, they started forming and then they brought in five people and then it kind of went back and then they're bringing in Heather and it's kind of going back. So there's definitely, I feel like weird little twists that have been interspersed through the season that just aren't doing it and are honestly distracting from the connections. And so, yeah, that's a complaint, but I take that up with 
ABC, not with the, not with Matt or the girls. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think we'd agree with you. <laughs> so, um, instead of bachelor talk, what have you been up to since being on the show and what has it been like living in New York city? Oof, fun. Yeah. So I, it's been a journey since the show. I moved to New York when I was really messed up and was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And it was great. Lived there for two years, but then I was like, I got to do something with my life. Um, and I need stability. So I got a job at Delta airlines and I was with Delta for three years. And then when the pandemic happened, they basically were begging people to like early retire. They, they gave a package out basically saying the more people who leave, the more jobs for other people. And I, I fell in love with my Delta family, the people I worked with in Seattle and in Austin. So I, I took the package because I wanted them to have um, stability. And I had already been thinking about applying for graduate school. And ironically, NYU was my number one for undergrad and I got waitlisted and I was devastated. And so when it came around again, I was like, I'm applying to NYU again. And this time, I got in. So um, okay. your program here, I moved back to the city. I was born here. So I feel, feel kind of back home. Um, and my sister lives five blocks away. So I get to see her all the time. And I love this city. I love it. It's, it's everything to me. So yeah. Life works out in mysterious ways for some reason. It really, really does. I mean, I never thought I would be graduating uh, with a master's at 30, but here we are. Um, and I'm not, I, I, I thought I was going to go into classes and be the, old, the oldest person. And I'm not, there's people my age that are kicking ass just like me. So that's amazing. And there's people who are 23 that are kicking ass, which is amazing. Um, and obviously the experience is a little bit different than I envisioned um, with, with the pandemic, but um, it's actually been really good to have schoolwork. Um, you know, New York is largely shut down. It's a state that's taking um, regulations really seriously. And so there's really nothing to do here. Yeah. Um, so having uh, schoolwork and studying has been really great because it gives me something to do. Um, so yeah, we, we know the feeling. Yeah, I feel so bad for students everywhere. I mean, it's just, I feel bad for parents who have young kids who aren't in school anymore. I feel bad for freshmen and for seniors in college that don't have the same experience that they, it's just, it's really sad all around. Um, and I, I hope I can at least have one semester of school um, that is quote unquote normal, although who knows what normal is going to look like anymore. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm once again, yeah, happy to have this regardless of how it looks. So <laughs> yeah. it's good to be back. We just started a couple weeks ago. Oh, I know. I, I, um, I, my, my friends in uh, Texas just went back again and um, they're, yeah. they're loving it for what it, for what it is. So yeah. <laughs> take it day by day, we're yeah. back, sort of, so we're exactly. yeah. Yeah. making it through, but we yeah. also have um, two questions that our viewers wrote in for you. And the first one, um, one of our listeners said is, do you regret going on the show? <sighs> no. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was, it was very difficult. And, uh, in many times I was like, Oh, I regret this, <laughs> but like overall, do I regret it? No, because one, I have my podcast, mm -hmm. which is now four years in the running. And I would never have that without this experience. And it has been extremely therapeutic for me. 
and for other people, the, the people that I bring on my podcast. And so that's incredibly important. I have so many valuable friendships from this franchise that I would have never had. Um, and I, 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 I truly believe I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't done it. I would be not to harsh your dream of broadcast, but I would be in a job that is exhausting and doesn't pay enough. And I still would be single because wh- who do I meet when I'm moving every two years? <laughs> Go after it though, you know, <laughs> do it. But, um, but yeah, so, so a lot of things have um, worked out perfectly and I am so happy that I, I, I had to go through the trenches, but I have come out an extremely resilient person and a more empathetic and compassionate person. And I like who I am now. And it's not to say that I wouldn't have liked myself had I not done it, but I just, the growth that I've had to go through has been, I think, really great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no, hesitantly, no, <laughs> I don't regret it, but I at times I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And our second and final question is, was it difficult to date afterwards? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it was really hard. Um, at first, like I, I, I thought, okay, maybe I'll just have bachelor relationships at first because I was like, who's going to understand my life now? Uh, and I did have one that was a year long and didn't work out, but we're still, um, very good friends. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I don't want a bachelor relationship. Um, and so I've, yeah, you know, I'm on, I'm old fashioned. So I'm hesitantly on one dating app and I'm constantly just fearing like someone's going to say, what do you do for work? And then I say, I have a podcast and then they say, what's it about? And then they look at my, like, there's all these things that it's probably within me. Um, not within them, but it's more of an insecurity in terms of, is this person going to judge me? What are they going to think? And then I have to tell my story and it's just embarrassing. Um, my, my most recent relationship was incredible because it was completely organic. We met in a different country. He was from a different country. He had no idea who I was, didn't care. They don't even know really what the bachelor is in the (laughs) Netherlands. And so I I did get a better idea of, I I do kind of want to date just like a normal person who doesn't know quote unquote the show or me mm-hmm. um, has like 600 followers. That would be really nice. Maybe <laughs> less, maybe a hundred. Um, no Instagram at all. No Instagram at all would be even better. Uh, but yeah, it's been very difficult and I am getting older. And so my own insecurities about dating combined with the pandemic has given me a lot of anxiety just in terms of like meeting that person. Um, but Hey, I got to have hope, but your the answer is, yeah, it has made dating extremely difficult for sure. Yeah. 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 Of course the pandemic adds a whole nother layer to it. So yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, I, I went on a coffee date the other day and it's like, I walked up to him and I was like, is that him? Because I can't see half his face. And <laughs> at the end, I, I could tell he like wanted to go in for a kiss, which was kind of weird enough because I I was like, it's coffee date. Um, but yeah. then he, he like pulled my mask down and I was like, is this romance in 2020? It was just weird. Yeah. So yeah. Um, awkward. There's just nothing good about pandemic dating. And I'm like, who is it? He might have COVID. Who, who the fuck knows? Right. Like, right. I get tested every other day for school or else I, you know, but either way, yeah, it's, I'm still like completely uncomfortable by it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sucks. It sucks. 
better dates are on the way for you. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, let's, let's see. My, my best friend thinks I'm, she wants to hook me up with Bennett because he lives <laughs> in New York. I'm like, okay, sure. Make it happen. <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's a lot of bachelor people migrating to the city right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, completely. Um, yeah. and uh, what's up, oh, Joe, Joe Park from Tasha's mm-hmm. player season. I've connected with him. And so there, there is a beautiful family that comes out of this franchise. Now, whether it comes romantically full circle yet to be seen, but, um, I'm not against it. I just have unsuccessfully dated someone from this franchise. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All righty. Well, before we let you go, um, tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, follow you, all that fun stuff. Well, my podcast is called Mouthing Off with Olivia Caridi, as y'all said, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to your favorite true crime podcast. You can hear mine too. (laughs) Um, And I interview reality stars from Bachelor, but also every show ever. So if you have a favorite reality show, I guarantee I've had someone on from it. Um, Instagram, I'm at Olivia Caridi. I post probably once a month. So <laughs> great follow. Um, I'm very active on Twitter, at Olivia Caridi. And I think that's, I, I, I TikTok, nope. <laughs> All good. I have one, but I don't know how to, I actually tried to make a video. I tried to do the hand punching the mm-hmm. thing and then yeah. you pretty oh my god I actually should post the horrible attempt that I it was so embarrassing I was like yeah no it's not gonna work sorry sometimes the horrible attempts go more viral than the good ones my my best friend from college she she like she's a equestrian person literally posted a video of this horse that was just like like tapping its leg or paw I don't even know what the claw the feet yes and put put it to a song and it went viral with like a million views just a, a horse doing uh, yeah the random like, stuff goes viral honestly it's like okay if that if it's that easy maybe i can make it happen but uh, exactly i don't have the horse content so <laughs> maybe not <laughs> content who knows <laughs> yeah lol amazing amazing Thank you so much. Duh. (laughs) Great work. Keep it up. So happy to have you on. Totally. Happy to do it, guys. (laughs) Y'all. And seriously, message me if you need journalism advice. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I I do remember a thing or two. So I appreciate (laughs) that. Thank you very much. Good luck with grad school. I'm going to go back to homework. Right after this. We are as well. So <laughs> we know the feeling. We know the feeling. Y'all have a good nice one. To see you you too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Olivia Caridi. We were so happy to talk with her. Um, And as always, we would love it if you would follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five stars and leave us a comment. It would help us tremendously. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, And as always, follow us on our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Many more exciting guests to come. So make sure you go follow. 
Yes, 100%. We have lots in store for you guys. So we will be with you weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.